bringing in somshubhra laha who witnessed the madness at lords live in 2019 and covered the subsequent redemption for hd as well uh, during this test match in southampton rudra unfortunately can't be joining us as he tells me that he lost his voice which i presume is from all the shouting during this absolutely manic final day of a test match in uh, southampton which nicely brings me to my first question to you som the scorecard says that new zealand won by 8 wickets but it wasn't quite as straightforward as that now your thoughts on this very crazy day 6 it lived up to its billing i mean the kind of cricket that both teams produced um, was extraordinary i mean you have to give it to uh, the new zealand team but you know india they have been so good so good away from home you know it's it's really really refreshing and i mean it's so heartening to see india do well i mean they lost the match but this is a fair contest i mean That's and right. they had to they had to push for a victory they i mean they had to go for shots i mean you don't expect cheteshwar pujara to get out so easily i mean that was a very good ball but uh, well he knows how to defend well so i mean the circumstances were such that india played a little aggressively because they wanted that win but uh, i mean this is a great game of cricket i mean such a great award for test cricket i mean this is the best uh, format absolutely There's no doubt about it absolutely yeah well summed up uh, that was day 6 we have a lot more to discuss and unearth here so let me take you back to the very beginning soon um you know a very frustrating beginning all things considered with the rain but i thought it was pretty cool that the icc thought of a reserve day for this contest which you've already touched upon a little bit and thank god for that reserve day so here's my question how frustrating is it for you to sit through these annual washouts of entire days every time india tours england and can this reserve day concept become more of a norm because you know it 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 truly did save this final WTC final from uh, ignominy. Well, if you uh, look at the history of ICC tournaments, they've always had uh, reserve days. But since this is a Test match, obviously this there's there's some novelty attached to it. 
but uh, there was a super test in 2005 i think between australia and the uh, icc world 11 uh, that right. had a six day that had a six day schedule as well so i mean it's it's a it's a good concept i mean thankfully because it is england it was put to use uh, in any other country say neutral venue like a uae it wouldn't have been used uh, but you know the icc should actually put some more thought to you know hosting such important finals i mean the venue wise so unnerving i mean yeah uh, absolutely irritating of, of course but also very unnerving i mean uh, you don't know and this you know you have to switch on and switch off this you know affects your game and you, you this affects the best uh, best in the game so it is something that you can wish away you want to wish away and mm. you want to you know probably you know look for a better venue a drier venue probably you know you where you know that you know almost certain that you know five days you won't have much rain mm. that is the first thing that icc should look into and given the you know we've had a world cup final in uh, uk in 2019 the champions trophy final was also in 2017 there there've always been a chance of rain and summer in england is you know there's always this nagging rain you know it's not a downpour but it's always a nagging rain that you know messes with messes up the all the worst kind the worst kind actually the worst kind the icc should look into this they should probe other venues i know this is a pandemic uh, you know they, they they have an on site hotel a great hotel uh, and a, and a restaurant named after ian botham they should look at other probabilities other venues other options that's right so uh you spoke about it from the perspective of the players and how frustrating it is but you know as a viewer who's watching on tv i can most certainly say that um if not for this reserve day um day 6 is same uh, as as some put it uh with the first day washed out we would basically have ended the test match with india a couple of wickets down and uh, kohli and rohit batting at the end of what was the traditional day 5 but all that rain certainly spiced this pitch up um, and for a while there for a lot of us viewers it felt like uh, watching curtly ambrose every time um, you know kyle jameson ran into bowl you know the length he was bowling the bounce he was generating his lethality in in general So, your take on his five-four in the first innings, and uh, how much of a role did that play in shaping the narrative of this Test match? Uh, well, we also have to take into account the batting of the tail, the so-called lower order. Th- that is where India have uh, been lackluster over the years, especially away from home. And uh, I think there was a statistic yesterday where uh, New Zealand. Uh, produce what 100 plus runs for the last three weeks in the last three years, right. as opposed to India, who were not so good uh, in the last three, number seven, number eight to number ten. Both teams knew that the pitch was going to be difficult, uh, not because of the just because of the pitch, but also because of the overall condition. Yeah, and India, I mean, India were bold. I mean, India were bold to go go in with a proper balanced attack, two spinners. you know and you know two uh, two days almost two days ahead of the actual game began uh, yes. but i somehow think that they should have been a little uh, not defensive but they should have been skeptical of the conditions and they should have probably uh, added a, an extra batsman in the form of say anuma vihari but the 
the problem is that we somehow tend to see vihari as a as a defensive option that's right and that somehow you know blinds our view you know that somehow inhibits our you know plans i know it's in hindsight but if you now look at the scorecard um, jadeja didn't do much yeah either with the ball or with the bat and sending jadeja ahead of i mean that was a huge statement i don't think jadeja lived up to that expectation right it's unfair to you know expect him to just you know go hammer and tongs you know uh, but uh, well this is a one of test i mean this is you know a win all situation you can't you have to score runs you need to do what you are expected okay fine so i i promise you i'll come to more india related questions in just a little bit i want to finish off with you know the kiwis and their achievement so it brings me nicely to devin conway right i mean he's had a magical start to his test career and that dream run in england continued with uh, his 50 in the first innings uh, in uh, during new zealand's reply to our innings um, your thought on that knock and uh, just generally tell me about conway before i ask you about uh, kane williamson's twin masterclasses um, yeah i mean what a story packing your bags leaving your country for for a different completely different environment you yeah. know starting from scratch um, this is a, this is a truly inspiring story actually and to start off your career with a double hundred in england of all places and new zealand have been known for you know uh, you know bringing a balanced uh, opening attack you know brendan mccallum is one of the few belligerent batsmen conway is not that sort is not as uh, attacking uh, he he knows which balls to leave uh, and he has a certain problem when you know bowlers come round the wicket to him but uh, conway has has given new zealand the license to you know score more freely in, in the beginning so which is kind of uh, uh, what they needed this test because uh, because since uh, Le- tom latham is so ultra conservative at time he is yeah uh, uh, you need a conway to like balance it out yeah i mean over the two innings i mean the way he countered uh, ishan shami especially i mean shami was brilliant and he was bringing the ball into him yeah. at time uh, so uh, he was he was really really he looked assured right and that that uh, weakness that you spoke about uh, was beautifully exploited by ishant in the first innings i mean uh, and as much as mama chami did with the ball i think that catch was quite integral in keeping in keeping new zealand down to you know that 30 run lead Uh, a lot of those runs of course came because of uh, williamson's 49 when you throw some light on his innings so can you also tell us a little bit about what it perhaps meant to him you know to be this winning captain uh, of uh, the the first ever world test championship final and what is breaking that streak of losses in icc finals also mean to him i think kane williamson is a very unique character he has the ability to dissociate himself from the game and that is like that is also a, you know what the new zealand cricket culture is about they are very passionate about the game but they can also dissociate from, uh, themselves from the game once they leave the field i mean they, they know they have, they have a life after that 
and they have a they will may have to do a job after the uh, after retiring from cricket cricket in new zealand is not like cricket in india i mean uh, let's accept uh, i mean their rugby is a religion yeah right? i mean and they have a fairly successful football team so these these guys these cricketers are not not team donors i mean they are like normal people there and they they are also as a i think as a culture they are not after records or achievements they are they have always been a very very mm. good team so and as a leader of this team i think kane williamson views himself more as a leader of the than as a brilliant batsman which he is i mean he is the one of the best top two batsmen right now yeah uh, williamson for him i think defeat in 2019 was the worst that could have happened to him as a captain and you know and he took it beautifully you, he took it on his chin didn't he like you know there was a lot of appreciation yeah. for how he dealt with that and, and, and when i say loss i say it in quote marks because you know there wasn't a loss even after the super over was bowled i was about to say that i mean uh, you know from a player's perspective we don't know how what a player thinks it's 24/7 cricket for them so they tend to analyze the game slightly different from how we view from our perspective so they must have told themselves that we didn't lose the game it was just a, a weird rule that didn't uh, leave us the trophy whichever way you look at it it definitely didn't win the uh, world cup so in a way yeah it's redemption definitely redemption and to be able to you know Uh, do it in the middle with Ross Taylor. I mean, Ross Taylor. He's he's also a sort of journeyman, right? And he he is like the connecting link to that past generation of Stephen Fleming and he certainly is. Yeah. 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 So so I mean, it is so befitting that these two were in the middle. They yeah. put on the those runs that ninety six run partnership. Let's turn our focus to India now. Finally, so and you know we can start looking at the positives. There was of course. Mohammad Shami's uh, incredible four-four. We've already mentioned this a little bit. Uh, we've also mentioned, uh, you know, Ashwin's delectable spell. Uh, I also thought Rohit looked in great touch in both innings, and you know, before he was dismissed well against the run-up play in at least the first innings. Do you think he looks prepped for the big stuff going into the England series? And what else? What stood out for you? Oh yes, I mean Rohit. I mean the job of an opener is to make batting easier for the rest of the bat. I mean that is the primary job. Yeah. At least I think so. And uh, Rohit adds to that with his, uh, you know, class. I mean, he's he can pull the ball, he can hook the ball. He's a, he has a fantastic drive. He may not have got a fifty off late, but I think he ticks all the boxes as an opener. Correct. Um, Shubman Gill also uh, also comes across as a very confident batsman. I mean, he stands tall. I mean, he has he has a can pull the ball he has a mighty pull but i think outside of some in england beat rohit sharma virat kohli as we saw yesterday hmm. any batsman would be able to tend to do so you have to move along i mean you can't just say that oh they have to do well here uh, they they have to either leave well or you know crunch drive all the time you can't do that there there will be moments of confusion there will be hesitation Uh, the bowlers will aim for those lines. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of luck as well. The the England series that you need someone to read the pitch well. So um, so I know that Ravi Shastri is uh, probably the best uh, 
uh, pitch reader of the, in this team but uh, you know they need to get something spot on uh, they can't uh, choose two spinners only to see uh, conditions favoring the pacers more correct so, so that that brings me to my next question actually right because you know over a series the length of the one that we're going to play in england uh, there's a great chance that we're going to end up using up a lot of players but just uh, i want you to focus on southampton for just one more second which is you did uh, speak about the balance of this side and the fact that we went in with two spinners and you weren't very happy with it would you have rather have gone in with mohammad siraj or would would it have been that extra batsman in vihari at 6 No, I think Vihari at six would have made more sense. Uh, and then then Siraj. They should have gone with. I think they should have gone with uh, Hanuma Vihari after Pant as a cushion, probably. Yeah. But you know, speaking in hindsight, there's a luxury that we have. They don't. Uh, let us let us just leave it at that. I mean, they 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 they, they were India were bold with their election. They were bold with the shot making. They took their chances. And they lost. They uh, lost to. A, better team at the end of the day okay fine so finally then som um, a lot has been made of india not using this really long gap uh, now that the you know this one off test as you called it uh, the world test championship final in southampton and the gap between that and august when the five match test series against england starts i mean gavaskar has been really vocal about it even during commentary what's your opinion of them you know kind of taking a break now and not playing uh, warm up games apart from those intra squad matches uh i mean that's a little contentious actually because hmm. uh, uh you look at the squad right now hanuma vihari has spent a lot of time in england recently yeah but didn't score too uh, many runs huh even in his time with warwickshire wasn't really scoring runs except for that one no. game we got a 50 i think and a 30 shots right. but but every experience counts i mean this this is more about input right i mean uh, we now now india know that you know vihari can give input on you know specific regions specific wickets or whatever the situation demands let's also not forget uh, rahane had a stint in uh, hampshire in 2019 hmm. when they, the indians were playing the world cup so we have a fair bit of experience you know when it comes to playing in playing county cricket even pujara to you know derive their you know knowledge from that uh, this is this i mean indians play so much cricket all all throughout the year it is uh, probably unfair to you know ask them to you know go go for some county games or go for some practice games during the middle i mean they know what what's best for them so and we are looking at a very long season of cricket we have five days, right. then we have an ipl then we have a world t20 then we probably have a series against new zealand i don't know i mean i don't know how the schedule will work out but yeah. we are looking at a very long season the uh, england uh, i don't know if the england specialists are playing anything right now but they are also taking a break after the two match series uh, against new zealand It works both ways i mean you can't exert too much pressure on the team they know what works for them virat is a thorough competitor i mean having uh, lost uh, the series in 2018 he know he, he would want to win here he yeah. wants a, he wants a very close competition here so he knows what's best for him what's best for the team 
So I don't think we should read too much into the the lack of games or. Right. So essentially, so you're saying that uh, the Indian players have won their break; they've earned it. And uh, so, have you after covering this this match for HD? So enjoy that one, and uh, you know, thanks for enlightening us on this podcast. We'll be back, of course. Uh, Rudra will be, you know, physically back for the next one, uh, where we have a lot more to discuss beyond cricket. Uh, there's the Euro going on, of course, and also uh, Wimbledon will start on Monday. So do tune in for that, folks. And until then, um, enjoy Kane Williamson's victory. Thank you very much. This was an episode of A View from the Stands. Do like and follow us on at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or write to us on podcasts at HindustanTimes.com. You can listen to more podcasts by logging on to HTSmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.